Yep. Oh, before we start. Yeah, real quick. How you doing, Dylan? Everything okay down there? I mean, like I was I was without power last week, so that's why I couldn't record. So Oh really, brother? You gonna complain about not having power, you pussy? It's the holster here, and the holster's here to talk you, put you all on blast. I feel like that, that is like, I feel like that statement's right up there with him being racist in terms of like, wow, Hulk Hogan, way to just be a solid douchebag. <laughs> That's my new like, favorite tweet, Hulk Hogan. Like, I love the article title. From is his just... air-conditioned fucking mansion with his goddamn <laughs> uh, fucking, like, 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 uh, settlement money is just yeah. like, yeah, y'all are crybabies. <laughs> oh, really, Hulk? Are you, are you helping others with that? Fuck no, I'm just tweeting from my mansion. Like a douche. Yeah. The title of the article is Hulk Hogan comments on crybabies complaining about Hurricane Irma. I'm gonna go pee on a surf shop. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the following podcast is scheduled for one fall. Making their way down the aisle, they are the greatest podcasting tag team in all of time and space. They are Blake Tanner. Scotty Moore, and they are the B. And joining them, as always, he is the Lord of the Smart Side. He is the Dylan. And together, they are known as the Fight So welcome to Fight Boys, ladies and gentlemen, the weekly podcast about professional wrestling and not-so-professional wrestling. I am your host, Scotty Moore, joined this week, as always, by my tag team partner in crime. It is he, the B. It is Blake, a tenor. Hey, boys. Blake's tired this week, so he might not be reading well. (laughs) Blake's gonna have him a good episode, and coming out. On the other side of the hurricane, the man who suplexed a shark into the ocean, it is the D. It's the Dylan. That was happening at one point. It was at one point raining sharks off the (laughs) coast of Miami. Yeah. Literal sharknado was happening. Welcome to the future, guys. I thought you were going to say that it, that it was happening like in your front yard. You live in Orlando. Yeah, yeah. There was a split. The there mother- was a split second where uh, where my girl was just like, you know, what if it happens all the way here? I was like, well, then the shark will die on the lawn outside of our apartment, and we're going to harvest it for its bones and sell them on the internet. Oh man, I would have kept it. I would have been like, this shark is mine forever. This is my memory shark. To remember of the times we once survived. Oh, I'm gonna call him Bad Times Grundy. This is Bad Times Grundy, the hurricane shark. He showed up one day, kids. Man, that's a that's a that's a that's a that's a recurring character in the JWF in the future. Bad Bad Times Grundy. Bad Times Grundy. It does sound like Bad Times Grundy would probably be like Captain Tibbs's like older brother. Who just comes around and asks for money. No, no, no. It's his younger brother, but he worked back in, like, the, the 70s and 80s. He's like Bad Luck Brown. Uh, or he's like uh, Bad Luck Brown, but it's just Bad Times Grundy. Bad Times Grundy. Um, I bet he, he probably worked... Grundy. He probably worked Starcade, which is now coming back, apparently. Did you just see how much <laughs> Cody Rhodes hates the fact that Starcade is back? 
You got real salty over that. I think Cody Rhodes just hates whenever WWE is just like nostalgia cash grab. Yeah. Because they they inevitably like will show stuff of his dad because WCW and his dad being a huge part of WCW. Like I I I feel like it's it's passive aggressive to the worst, which is a terrible terrible trait that Cody Cody Reynolds possesses. Um, but like you know it's understandable. Also, odd side note: Have you guys seen that Ring of Honor have replaced their championship belt with a fucking ring? Wait the a literal minute! Literal Ring of Honor. I was just gonna say I've seen the Ring of Honor. I thought that was just a gimmick thing Cody had made for him. I didn't realize they no. replaced. <laughs> no, because they're having they're having disputes with the guy that designed the belt. They're having disputes yeah. with him, I, uh, as I read. So they were just like, okay, well, what can we replace this with, with? Well, we could make another title like we did five years or five or six years ago when we got rid of the other belt. We could bring that belt back, or we could just get an actual ring. Um, it might just be for Cody. We'll see what happens when he loses the title eventually. But Jesus. until then, listen, if the next guy also wears the same ring, then you know it's real. But then again, all the promotional yeah. pictures for for Death Before Dishonor, have him holding the belt, so could go either way, really. Okay, I get it. I get it. I get that your company is named Ring of Honor, but the ring is not the finger ring kind of things, because, I mean, you know, it's not like wrestling. I mean, I guess wrestling doesn't have any rings in it, does it? You you don't see any rings in wrestling, do you? It's not like anything is centered around a ring in wrestling. Welcome to Blake Tanner Explains How Rings Work to the Ring of Honor Company. Do you guys know what wrestling is? Apparently not. So, you, you know how, how Progress Wrestling used to have, like, a staff and like for their, like, main championship instead of a belt, and they had, like, two shields as their tag championships? Yeah. And then they eventually abandoned that to have normal belts, like, sane people? Feels like Ring of Honor is going the opposite direction. They're just like, we've been around long enough, let's do something crazy, guys. Yeah, but a staff isn't something that you can drop in between a fucking sewer grate. <laughs> Oh, no, now, now, okay, it's a stormy night. Cody Rhodes and Brandy are walking back from having a nice dinner, and he fumbles and drops the ring into a nearby sewer grate. And he's just like, hold on, honey, I'll go get it. He leans down, and up pops <laughs> Michael P.S.A. is dressed like a clown. <laughs> How you doing, Cody? I was going to say, Michael P.S.A. is dressed as Stardust. <laughs> I got your brother down here. You're gonna work a match. We all job down here, Cody. Everybody works a match down here. Oh, <laughs> uh, speaking of, um, Goldust, or as he was last week, Dustin Rhodes. Well, no, no, that was this week. That was yesterday's episode. This week, rather. Because last week was the Goldust. It was Goldust, and he wiped off the face paint. Then this week, he came out as Dustin Rhodes. Except he still had on the gold dust outfit, and I'm like, you could get new gear, uh, gold dust. Listen, I just want—I'm just waiting for next week when he comes out at seven. Yes, we actually had a lengthy. Mm -hmm. You missed our lengthy seven discussion last week. It was rather good. Wait, seven, seven, the movie or seven, the the Dustin Reynolds semi-pedophile character from WCW? Um, yes, it was both. It was uh, yeah, okay. yes. 
What's in God, the box? Good to know that we're all on the same wavelength. That I should I should really take some time to to uh, to reflect on my life. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, I really love what Michael Hayes did in reply when Cody Cody tweeted at Michael Hayes and was just like, "Hey man, if you're gonna like do this to my father's legacy and steal one of his shows, at least put Goldie on the show." And I'm like. Okay, mm-hmm. I understand that. At which point, Michael P.S. Hayes, not missing a beat, was just like, well, man, if you want to come back, you know, and tag team with him, that'd be fantastic. Essentially saying, you don't work for this company anymore. Go fuck yourself. And I know, but but in response to that, Matt and Jeff Hardy then, then tweeted at him, hey, can you bring the Young Bucks? We'd really like to face <laughs> them. And then the Young Bucks were like, you know, we officially we officially have this day off. We <laughs> like being like, sure. <laughs> Because the young bucks, the young bucks have been willing, or have been willing to do like inter-company promotional stuff for like years, because they want to do the elite versus the new. Oh guys. yeah, forever. They are really into yeah. it. Yeah, and I mean, the, and and WWE has been doing a lot with like the uh, UK indie scene. Like, freaking Chris Cash's Ono just wrestled at ICW. Uh, multiple people have wrestled at Progress, who were signed to them. Like. All the Mustache Mountain won the King of Trios, like yeah, right. So I mean, it's it's possible that they could bring those guys out. My fear is that they'll be like, okay, we bring them in, we job them out, destroy their legacy. But you just know that yeah. you just know that Cody and the Young Bucks would be like, you can casually go fuck yourself over in that corner. <laughs> Speaking of, um, uh... see, one last thing. Oh, sorry, just one last thing in this whole situation. Have anyone else noticed Brandy on Twitter, like, pulling a full Rebby Hardy in this situation? Yes, and I love it. <laughs> I want, like, a true Housewives of Indie Wrestling with, like, Rebby Hardy, Brandy Rhodes, like, all of the sassiest put in the same room. It would be the deadliest version of Total Divas there ever would be. Davey, Davey oh. Richards. I mean, wife. I think, I think he's dating... Angelina Love. Uh, Angelina then, Love, yeah, he's yeah. married to Angelina Love. Hell, just put Davy Richards in there. Un- unfortunately, Davy Richards is also out with a severe knee injury, and I'm sad about that. He was Which all- is why you could just put him in the show. Yeah. yeah, but the difference between like this Real Housewives and Total Divas is Total Divas is just like I got too drunk in Cabo. What's next? The uh, pre-opening preview for this would just be Reby Sky looking over at Brandy like you know how to hide a body. <laughs> Cut. That's it. <laughs> we're 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 gonna literally bury Ryback Reeves. Oh man! And guess what, guys? It's now time for everybody's favorite new game show: Shoot or Kayfabe. It's the show where I give you two oh. a uh, something that's happened re- recently in professional wrestling, and you tell me if they were shooting or if it is complete and total kayfabe. First, of course, being. The fact that the five only good people at what culture have not left. Oh man, I think these guys have worked themselves into a shoot here, Scotty. It's a classic situation. They pulled the walk out, out hoping to get some more stuff from the boss. Boss didn't oblige, so they went on full on shooting from the hip. Posting Twitter replies, posting bad shit, telling, airing out all of what culture's dirty secrets. Now they're going to go start their own faction, and they're going to take over the wrestling culture world. Okay. I mean, I, I I really think it might be kayfabe. I really do. Because, like, with how angry, like, you said there was, what, like a 50-response Twitter post one of them made? I'm like... Well, mm-hmm. not one of them. It was a, it was a former... It wasn't one of them. It was a former employee who was talking about how shitty it is to work there and how they're basically what culture is like. 
a clickbait company that like parades as journalism. Well, yeah. Have you seen what culture? Yeah. <laughs> but Honestly. like, I think uh, Kenny Kenny McIntyre uh, from uh, Fuck Kenny fame from from what culture? He left like earlier yeah. this year, saying that like he didn't like the 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 company itself, and then these guys leaving several months later, like just uh, kind of kind of reiterates the fact that well that might be true like they just might be right if this is a shoot I, I, it's sad because it, it might mean it might mean bad things for what culture pro wrestling which had just started working out a deal with like new japan and rev pro and was like like slowly working its way up and apparently uh, from from what i had seen on like twitter and other social media like people liked working for that company yeah so like it's it, it. There's no guarantee that those guys were the reason, but like you know, they would always use the, the what culture platform to like, like hype up people who had been on their show, and like it was a good like you know, rub for the, the boys that worked it. But like if these guys leave and viewership of what culture goes down, because they bring they'll they will likely bring in at least they'll bring in one person that everybody fucking hates. As always. Because that always happens, and then, like, it'll just negatively bomb out. Okay, so we are saying... If they hadn't lost Blompier, Blompier is really goddamn popular. Yeah. So we are saying, shoot. Well, gentlemen, let's move on to the next yeah, topic. Yeah, I'm, I'm saying shoot. I, I'm saying shoot, brother. Let's move on to the next topic, which is, uh, recently on SmackDown, the Dolph Ziggler, who has gone batshit insane, came out as, uh, both Bailey. And WWE Hall of Famer, the Ultimate Warrior, which then spurned the the uh, widow of said warrior, Dana, to go on a Twitter rant saying, disrespect my husband again while I'm watching in the front row, and you'll see this warrior girl make an entrance. Uh, before you guys, before you guys go any further, I do want to say that I love the fact that she says I'm in the front row, but the picture is clearly from, taken from, like, 50 rows back. Uh, fuck. Um, uh, I'm gonna say this is kayfabe. Gonna go kayfabe on okay. this. Okay. Hmm. She, she feels, she's not actually, she doesn't actually, because there's no way WWE would do this shit if she was there and not run it by her. Right. <laughs> They did. Dolph ran like, right by. They her. have a million people. He could have just been, <laughs> he could have just as easily been Macho Man and just yeah. said, "Ooh yeah," and like cracked a Slim Jim. Yeah, but then you're gonna have Lonnie Poffo come out like a little creepy vampire and just be like, "You're disrespecting my brother," and then Dolph Ziggler becomes like, a vampire. Le- listen, Lenny Lenny Poffo is a is a, is an actually successful author of poetry. <laughs> I mean, that doesn't mean he's not a vampire. He's definitely a vampire. No, it, 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 he's, he's pretty sure Pretty sure he's not a vampire. It just means he's had a few hundred years to work on his art, Dylan. You look at Lonnie Poffo and tell me that he is not A, a vampire, or B, the bad guy from the end of the mask. He's one of the two. I will, I will cop to the second one. <laughs> I will cop to the second one. Speaking of uh, poor decisions... Impact Wrestling mm-hmm. has released the official Johnny Impact shirt, and it might be the worst thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Like it's just. The I need Imp- you to. I need you to link this. I need you to link this. Okay, hold to, on. Yep, yeah, I'm gonna need to see this. It's just a. It's just a. Are you looking at the logo just, right now? 
Are you looking at the official it's Johnny just... Impact shirt? Because I'll tell you what it is. It's the fucking Impact logo that they put the word Johnny in the middle of. And that's <laughs> it. I'm going to be honest, though. If it, do- it doesn't have shit on the back, which makes it better than 75% of the WWE shirts. It could always be worse. There, uh, there was that time that they made the AJ Styles shirt where, like, the whole logo looked like it was made in cum. Oh, was... God, I remember that one. <laughs> it was horrid. Um, but, yeah, yeah, in response to this th- this shirt, uh, someone who recently came through Florida, the Hurricane, responded by saying, brought to you by Windows Paint. Yep. It's Microsoft Paint. Get it right. I'm sorry, the Hurricane has had a busy week, Blake Tanner. Can we also talk about the fact that, I'm sorry, I can't stop looking, the Johnny Impact shirt, the fact that they added Johnny in there offset the fucking uh, six-sided ring, so now it looks like it's actually like a a shittily oblong octagon. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's not not ideal. Um, Yeah, okay, hold on, I need to send something. And I just want you to click on it, and I want you to look. You're going back a little bit, but how can you not tell me this motherfucker isn't a vampire? <laughs> uh, Blake is sending sending another picture of Lonnie Poffo. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, but yes, Blake, we're going to have to wait till the Halloween episode to discuss the fact that Lonnie Poffo is a vampire. We're going to go into <laughs> it in depth, our full story uh, at 7. Now, guys, um, it's been... I know we're having this levity and we're discussing the fact that this very old WWE superstar may be a vampire, but it's been a rough week for WWE, for pro wrestling as a whole. We've lost a lot of stuff. We've lost uh, Bobby the Brain Heenan, which I know was, he was very influential to me. Uh, We, apparently GFW is now gone. Uh, It's only Impact Wrestling now. Um, and what- okay, Scotty, hold on. I'm about to say that's a there's a couple different levels between losing GWF and losing Bobby the fucking brain. Well, no, Heenan. I'm just saying we've lost a lot of things. We've lost Bobby Heenan. We've lost what culture. We've lost a lot of stuff. And uh, I know we don't usually do stuff like this, but I I wrote a song today. I wrote a song in in basically just to, to kind of raise our spirits in this time of loss. And if I could give, if I could just have this moment, I, if you guys wouldn't mind uh, just walking with the drifter for a minute, I'd like to play a song for you right now. <clears throat> Please don't. you are you better run but you won't get far this is a jungle and i'll make the kill meat on the table yeah is what you will yeah yeah feed me Welcome to Talking Back, ladies and gentlemen, the weekly show here on Fight Boys, where we discuss the conversation with the big guy, and he's come back with a vengeance. 
two whole articles about what the fuck Ryback's been doing. Blake, 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 I'm sorry. I, I, I can't do it. You're, you're, you're gonna have to do this alone. I'm, 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 I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> t- t- <sighs> so, uh, as we know, a couple weeks ago, uh, there was a, there was a shoot that happened in a wrestling ring when the uh, professional wrestler, Sexy Star nearly broke the arm of Rosemary in the middle of a triple-A ring. Well, Ryback heard about that, and uh, Ryback, uh, well, he had a very nice reply. Fuck, she must not have been good at the hold or she couldn't break Rosemary's arm, if that's a real thing. The good news in all of this is that she doesn't know how to break your fucking arm, so you don't have to worry about it. Might be in a little pain, but no damage is going to be done by the end of it, so that might be your only saving grace is, look, she likes to shoot, but she's not good enough. That might be, sexy star, you're welcome, I just saved you some bookings. What the fuck? Who the fuck was he insulting? (laughs) He was insulting, apparently, like, Rosemary, he insulted Rosemary's arm, because apparently it's easily breakable. Insulting sexy star for not being able to break said arm. Uh, he then goes on to talk about when he started to use the ground and pound technique in professional wrestling. Uh, I actually had a little run with ground and pound right before I, I I was doing it pretty fairly well. There were a couple shows that oh now Ryback invented ground and pound is the new thing. Yeah, assholes, I did. I dare you to find someone who does it better than me. And then the crowds were getting with it, and then they told me to stop. When I switched to the trunks, I had a little uh, run with wait, that. Wait, wait, I, wait, 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 wait. I found somebody. Hold on, hold on. I found somebody. Uh, Dan Severin, 20 years ago. <laughs> when I, well, it gets better. <laughs> when I switched to the trunks, I had a little run with the grounded pound. Check it out on YouTube. Uh, I then went to YouTube, as instructed by Ryback Reeves, and looked up grounded and pound Ryback and found not a damn thing. Nothing. <laughs> Look it up on YouTube. Right. You're going to find it. It's there. It's all there. I'm Ryback, the inventor of ground and pound. Do you know what Ryback also invented? What? Hurting people. <laughs> oh, he went on to talk about that. He was just like, if I'm in the ring with Cena or CM Punk, I'm not going to shoot on him. It's responsible. I'm like, motherfucker, you po- you broke his back. I don't... He He's doing this to get a rise out of people. And then he went on to... Uh, he went on... This is a different thing. So this is more Ryback talk. Where apparently he was supposed to have a gimmick where he was, like, playing a cowardly heel. And, uh, yeah, he did not like that because he's Ryback and he needs to always be over at all times. Uh, remember they had me quit against the Miz? Well, I have some bad news for him in retrospective of his career. Remember they had me quit against the Miz when he was kicking my leg against the ropes? Go YouTube it. I didn't try this one because I already do not think Ryback knows what YouTube is. Road Dog and Fit came up to me, and I could tell by my expression they were, like, laughing and nervous because there's no good way to say it. It was so out of the blue. Uh, it was getting ready to go into the Chris Jericho program, and they wanted me. Miz is kicking my leg in the corner where he puts your leg in the rope and starts kicking your thigh meat. And I say, I quit, I quit, I quit. And they wanted me to look like a pussy. When the fuck did Miz ever do- I'm sure this happened once. I'm sure. But ki- apparently popped his leg in the rope and just started kicking it. Uh, Jericho's gonna call you Cryback, and we want it to catch on. Um, it's already caught on, Ryback, except instead of Chris Jericho, it's the entire internet doing it for you. <laughs> I guess he got it to call it up, catch they, on, they also, didn't he? They also call you, a, they also call you, uh, dumb as fuck? I believe, if that's right, he is dumb <laughs> as fuck. 
DAF, you know? Oh, fun, fun, wait, wait. Odd, odd side note. Apparently, uh... Uh, going back to that, going back to CM Punk in that podcast, apparently uh, Cole Cabana, like, recorded t- talking with Ryback Reeves at, like, a live show, and they're p- potentially going to do, like, an actual podcast and, like, you know, air things out. So that's going to be Scotty's wet dream. Oh, that's yeah. going to be well, so good. I mean, after the podcast, you know, Punk and Cabana had kind of that falling out because of things. All right, guys, um, welcome back to the to, to conversations with the big guy. We are live in the studio apartment in Chicago, Illinois. Oh, God, I love the idea that it's like the fly and they become one being. I'm, I'm pretty sure the reason why Cabana and Punk fell out is because whenever the WWE was suing the two of them, Punk or uh, Cabana was just like, I have, like, press privileges in that... I in no way, like, express an opinion. I just facilitated a conversation. And, like, I think Punk saw that as just, like, you son of a bitch. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, fucking... that's what... He was doing a good job as an interviewer. I really like what Cabana did in that thing because he never really did take a side, which is kind of what you need to do when you're interviewing somebody. And you know you it had to be hard because you... that's his best friend. That is his best friend in the entire world. And he was just like... Yeah, I'm going to have to just kind of play it down the middle here, dude. Sorry. Although, you can't tell me that this episode, if it happens, of Cabana's podcast is not going to be one of his most listened to since the punk podcast. Uh, I know I'll listen to it 100%. Um, And you know what else you need to do 100%, Blake Tanner? You What's need that, 100% to go to merch.aloadofpurebs.com and click in the Fight Boy section. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Step up to the merch table and pick you up some shirts. That's right, over at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. We have merchandise for all the amazing BS Network shows, whether that be a load of BS or Quasel Corp, but especially the Fight Boys, ladies and gentlemen. And not only do we have shirts for us, we also have shirts for that amazing Birmingham, Alabama-based professional wrestling organization, the JWF. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. We have shirts for your favorite JWF wrestlers, whether that be the Dylan or the brand new Heroes Never Die shirt for Scotty Moore. Or, of course, if you want to support the JWF champion, we do have a VWO shirt available over at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. Make sure to stop up, stock up before this weekend's... Oh, God, I just now realized we have not named the next JWF pay-per-view. Uh... Whoop. Wait, question. Wait, 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 wait. Blake, did you adopt Heroes Never Die as your like as your uh, gimmick for this for this current run of JWF? That's, uh, uh, it's what my theme song is, so that's why. Yeah. Can it, please, oh, okay. please, it needs to be Barcade. What? The the JWF pay per view is Barcade. Barcade. Oh, oh man, but that we should do that one when. Uh, Starcade comes up. We could be bar- Starcade. Me and Dylan did discuss this at length, and I believe the one of them was <laughs> some forgiveness. I think a little tenderness is is the best uh, one. <laughs> a little tenderness is good. Try a little tenderness this this Sunday on the official BS Network YouTube channel. Try a little tenderness with the next JWF. Sponsored by me, the captain of tender. Captain Tibbs. Swipe swipe right on this next pay-per-view. Try a little tenderness. <laughs> um, but before we talk about 
before we talk about that pay-per-view, we need to talk about one not as good of production value as a little tend as the little tenderness pay-per-view. Um, but there's a little thing going on this weekend called the No Mercy pay-per-view. And I think we probably need to make a few predictions to see what's going to go on this weekend. What do you guys think? I'm not looking forward to this one. This is this is this is the 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 SmackDown ones have become like everything's changed. It used to be I could never call the SmackDown ones. I could always call the Raw ones. Now I have no idea what the fuck is going on on Raw anymore. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've like I, it feels like feel like Vince McMahon is drunk in the back with like one of those spinning spinning wheels and like who's gonna win this match? I, oh, he's not drunk. He's just got a concussion. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm oh. kind of the same way. But Dylan, you do have the like advantage. Me and Blake are down three points. Like we're we're at a tie yep. and you are you are ahead by a mile. Listen, sometimes you just gotta bet on Bray Wyatt when no one else will. <laughs> All right, um, first match of the night we have is the Miz versus Jason Jordan. I mean, <sighs> this one's a tough one because it's tough because Miz is like really going high on that uh, longest held intercontinental title thing like he is number three now and i'm like uh mm-hmm. i don't know if they want to take it off him before they're really goes... gonna make him lose it before honky tonk man i think no i think he is beaten honky he has destroyed honky out of the water i think it's only don morocco and uh ugh, i can't remember who the other one is but he's like third um i'm going with jordan mm. i think it's got to be jordan i'm gonna i'm <sighs> i'm gonna kick myself for this later but um I'm gonna go with Miz. All right, Dylan. Who you are our tiebreaker, Dylan? What are you thinking? See, here's the here here's the weird thing. So, um, in the past few months, no one ever wins the first match of like a feud in on in WWE anymore. Like the first match is always like some kind of weird no contest for some reason, yeah. or at least for like a lot of feuds. And I'm not sure if that's where they're gonna go with this. Like, are they gonna have the Miz Tourage, like, like screw Jordan over, or like, are they gonna have this be Jordan's, like, coronation of actually yep. becoming a singles wrestler? Like, it's, it's I mean, they could do a, a lot of thing. things. I, what's the What's the next Raw pay per view after this? Do you know? I do not. I know the next uh, SmackDown one is Hell in a Cell. I do not know what the next Raw one is. It's probably. I think it's, it's a, a B level <laughs> show though, because it's that one and then Survivor Series. Mm-hmm. So this is this is considered the A level show. Oh yeah, this is totally A level, dog. When you got <laughs> matches like Neville versus Enzo Amore. Oh god, yeah, that's right. That is happening. Fuck. Uh, I'll go. I'll go Jordan. I'll, I'll go Jordan. You're going Jordan. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna go. The next Raw pay per view is TLC, by the way. Oh, that's gonna be a Ooh, good one. Shit, no. Take it back. Oh wait, are you taking it back? Is it Miz now? Fuck. Yeah, no, it's totally Miz because they're gonna have gonna have Jordan versus Miz, Miz in a ladder match. Okay. Uh, the, now the, the, what is now a fatal five-way match, uh, Emma versus Nia Jax versus Banks versus Bliss versus a returning Bailey. Not a clue. I, re- I really am. I am in not a clue territory right now. The, I feel is... like when you were doing that, you could have been like versus a chair versus a, versus a trash can in the back versus Asuka versus... I wish it was Asuka. Actually, but... Now thinking about it, uh, straight up I'm saying Nia Jax, because who would be the best person for Asuka to, I guess, quote-unquote prove herself against than the big dominant woman and her come in and make Nia look like a bitch? That's a good, that's a good thought. Yeah. I don't like this one, guys. I really don't like this one. 
That's why I just found a name and I stuck on it. I'm like Nia Jax. Yes, I'm not gonna. I'm not overthinking it. I'm just gonna say Nia Jax and move on. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say fresh off of her debut in the WWE comic book series, Bailey. Bailey. Because Bailey's gonna win, and it's gonna be the exact opposite of what you predicted, Scotty. Because Oscar's gonna come in and kill her. <laughs> okay. Yeah. See, I think it's all right. So, so I'll I'll pick a, a th- I'll pick a third option. I say I say that um that they'll just keep it on Bliss because at this point, like they seem just hell bent to have Bliss be champion regardless of what else is going on. Okay. They might use this as the as they might use this as the opportunity to build that tension between Banks and Bailey. Because they've been like BFS this whole way, but if like one of them costs like the other one the match, and then Bliss like takes that opportunity, Spike DDT wins. Yeah. Like then they're just like, oh, you cost me the title, yada yada yada. Okay. Or um, and then and then should Oscar come in at that point, like having her just having because Bliss is the only person on the main roster who Oscar hasn't faced aside from Becky Lynch. And like, like Charlotte. So on Raw, where mm-hmm. Oscar's going, she's faced everybody there except currently uh, Alexa Bliss. When did she face Sasha? Oh, you're right. She didn't face Sasha. Shit. Thought that had happened. Ah. Well, she destroyed Emma. She destroyed Nia Jackson. She destroyed Bailey. Uh. So I'm gonna say that she'll destroy Alexa Bliss because Alexa Bliss can get destroyed because she rightly probably should have like months ago. But like the Fatal Five Ways are just like. Fatal Five Ways are screwy Finnish territory because this is where like people like heel punk or like heel Jericho will like come in last minute, drag somebody off a pin, and then like win. Yeah, and I see that happening. Um. Okay. Uh. Wyatt versus Finn Balor. Dylan, are you just gonna go with your boy again? Fuck. Wait. Is it wait? Is it normal Finn Balor? Or is it Demon Finn Balor again? <laughs> <Have> we... <laughs> that was a very important thing to talk about. I have to assume it's Demon Finn, like. I'm going to stick to my laurels and say Finn. Bray won uh, on the, a, a match on the go-home show, and I know that's not the best prediction method, but I don't know. I'm saying Wyatt. I'm just taking the I'm taking the Dylan route and just being like, Bray Wyatt. I don't know if it's going to be through a, a conventional means or if all of a sudden during the match, like, a new Braun Strowman pops up. Like, uh, Who's the dude Lars from NXT just pops up behind him? See, the thing is, is that, like, if they have Bray win, then Balor loses all of it, like, all of his credibility. And, like, they've just given up on Bray. There's no hope for Bray at this point. But having having uh, Balor win it helps keep him, like, somewhere until they eventually have him go back for the Universal title like they should have, like, months ago. So like it, it has to be Balor. Okay, okay. I'm the outlier. I'm the Wyatt outlier. All right, guys, are you ready for what is easily going to be match of the night when Ugh. Neville <laughs> takes on Enzo Amore for the cruiserweight title? Let me just quietly type in Neville underneath my name. Uh, I'm gonna lock that in right now. <laughs> Just put it under mine, too. I'm gonna be so pissed if he doesn't win. Yeah. I mean, even... Because at first I was just like, well, if they put Enzo as the champion, that'll definitely put some eyes on 205 Live. But then I'm like, yeah, but they really hate Enzo. Mm-hmm. 
which is why they demoted him to 205 Live. However, as uh, as Chris Jericho is talking about, it is Neville's job to make Enzo Amore look great as he becomes the new cruiserweight champion. Oh, no, Dylan. Why would you do that? All right. See, this is either... This is either going to be is my, a this big... This is my Bray Wyatt. This is this is my Bray Wyatt prediction, where I go against conventional logic yep. and assume that WWE is just a bunch of drunk old men. <laughs> I just love the I love the fact that what did they do? I mean, I didn't watch two hundred five live because two hundred five live. Um, but I love the fact that on the go home raw, what did they have uh, the number one contender do? Get the shit kicked out of him by Braun Strowman and just laid out in the ring. I'm telling you, he's going to win by, like, some, like, shitty schoolboy roll-up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Neville's going to become even more pissed and be like, I'm the rightful king of the Cruiserweights, except in his, like, his gordy fucking accent. I don't, I don't doubt you at all, Dylan. This is just, like, this is going against everything. You just don't want to, this is like how, this is, this is like how nobody wanted to buy into Donald Trump being president, because they're like, it could happen, but God, I wish it wouldn't. I mean, this is, this (laughs) is the same as when I had to predict Roman versus Undertaker. It's like, I know, I know, but I don't want to say it. It hurts physically to say well you did you did want to say it you bought a fucking roman reigns vest are you gonna keep bringing that shit up (laughs) yeah because i expect you to wear it to the ring of honor show so i can boo you okay um well you know what if we're bringing if we're bringing him the fuck up reigns versus jonathan felix cena and a hush Falls over the boys. Oh, that was just the hush of me All right, whining I'll go, in. I'll go, no, no, I'll go. I'll go first on this one. I never go first on these. And his name is John Cena. Oh, are you saying Cena? Yeah, they're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna twice in a lifetime. This shit. We're like, yeah. we're like, ro- we're like Roman loses and then eventually comes back to like show he's the better man and like beat Cena. That way Roman can headline WrestleMania and be like, I, I beat John Cena. Like, I lost to John Cena but then I proved I was better than John Cena. If they just have Roman win out of the gate, then there's fucking nowhere for this to go. Yeah. I mean, this like, is a John Cena this feud. This is a John Cena feud except John Cena isn't John Cena. No, John Cena is always John Cena. John Cena but, has never not been John Cena. Yeah, but <laughs> Cena always lost in, well, not always, but in all of his big multi-match feuds, he would lose one of the first two matches. Right, he's going to lose the second one. He's going to lose the one at TLC, which is going to be like some like chairs match or something where they're going to destroy each other. And then Roman's going to win at the Royal Rumble the month after that and get himself another shot at the at the championship. Well, no, that's what I love. That's my favorite thing about the Roman promo on Monday is everyone's like, man, Roman destroyed Cena. Roman did so much to Cena. I'm like, you know what the majority of Roman's promo was? A John Cena promo from 2012. Cena destroyed himself. <laughs> Here's the thing. John Roman Reigns destroyed John Cena, except John Cena wasn't there. So, yeah. well, that was it was a bit hypocritical of him to be like, "Man, you're not you're going whatever movie star, you're a movie star. Fuck you." But John was off like with WWE in China, like he was doing stuff. Honestly, honestly at this point I just I just I just hate Roman Reigns so much that it's made me like John Cena. Do you have any idea how shitty the WWE is for me right now? 
It's like between it's like it's like between getting stabbed and also getting stabbed. I've 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 really I've liked Cena for a while now. So oh, yeah, so have I. Like um, I liked him when he was the U.S. Championship. That was that was great. U.S. Champion Cena was was wonderful. That was a one. That was like six months of me being like, all right, a John Cena match. After the first match, he had to win the title. Was me going fuck a John Cena match. Um. So okay. So so Blake, you've got Cena. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dylan, you have Cena. Yeah. Well, I guess that means I just have to. You have to wear your vest during the pay-per-view. <laughs> Better. In case you're wondering how long you two were talking about John Cena, long enough for me to Google how to play Roman's theme song on guitar, because Roman Reigns is taking this shit. I'm, I am <laughs> in it. I'm now, I'm, I'm going to settle in. I'm going to settle in and just be... I'm gonna wear the vest, yeah. All right, the uh, the shield versus I'm gonna call him that. I have to versus the bar of Cesaro and Shamu. Shield boys. This is like there are certain match where you're like, okay, well I could see that they could book this one way or another. These are the ones where I am the most terrified because I'm just like I don't. They've messed up a lot, <laughs> and this is the kind of stuff that they go crazy on. But I'm gonna say shield. Yep, they rarely messed up the shield though. That's my only like shining light. Yeah, the only way this could this could pro- possibly like happen is in a is, is probably in a multi man match. Yeah, I'm not th- seeing them losing like straight up to Sheamus and. Okay, so are we all mm-hmm. going Shield on this? Which one? is a shame because I love Sheamus and Cesaro because what was mm-hmm. initially a shitty best of seven series became like a, a like a one of the bright spot tag teams of yeah. the year. Yes, I do fucking love them, but but Shield boys. So mm-hmm. Dylan, you go in Shield as well. Okay, and our final match of the night for this tiny ass pay per view, um, Braun versus Brock. Ugh, I want it to happen. I want it to happen because they've been building Braun up as the next Brock, and this would be an amazing passing of the torch. This whole match comes down to one question, which is whether or not you believe that that Vince McMahon has to have Roman Reigns be the guy in the company. If you yeah. if you believe that, which I do, I just believe they have to like fill in space until like the other big two pay-per-views of next year, which is why I have John Cena winning, then you have to believe that Brock Lesnar has to win this match. That way it can he can continue to hold it till WrestleMania where he loses the match that Roman Reigns says he should have should have lost like two years or three years ago at 31 and finally coronates himself for like the 18th time. And then Vince McMahon just like jizzes all over Gorilla. <laughs> I've already written Brock's name down, so. Yeah, same. You know what? The only thing that beats Brock Lesnar is a heart attack. I will be the outlier. I'm going to say Braun. I am going to You know to what? Be... I actually kind of hope you're right, but cuz there's nowhere there's I do. no this is the only t- like this is the moment if you're going to pull the trigger on Braun, but WWE has such a poor history of pulling the trigger on people. Yeah. I would be very happy if you were right. I just don't believe it's going to happen. Yeah. Trying to think of a Patreon. <laughs> Trying to think of a Patreon plug. Yeah, give me a minute. That was just a... That was just a demure segment. And if you believe in us as much as we believe in Braun Strowman, then go on over to Patreon.com. <laughs> oh, I've taught him so well. That perfect lead-in. 
That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Patreon.com slash Fightboys is the website where you can go to help support these boys right here monetarily. It's basically a monthly subscription, for lack of a better word, where you get to donate a dollar, five dollars, however much you want, and it all goes to support the Fight Boys. That's right. It will get us new. Uh, it'll get us new gear. That way, Dylan doesn't have to record with a toaster anymore. It's gonna get us new. Uh, it's gonna get us opportunities to go to shows and finally get Chuck Taylor to follow us on Twitter. It affords us so many opportunities when you guys just donate over on patreon.com slash fightboys fightboys does have a z and of course if you do we do have perks over there for you all relating to that great birmingham alabama based professional wrestling organization and that of course is the jwf just donate one dollar ladies and gentlemen one dollar over on patreon and you will be a jwf jobber that's right ladies and gentlemen we will bring you in say your name give you a gimmick and job you out promptly in roughly about five seconds but if you want to if you want to live bigger than that if you have dreams for the stars like michael p.s hayes does in in the gutter then ladies and gentlemen just donate five dollars like my father has like scott moore has over on patreon.com slash fight boys and you will be a jwf mid carter you will be in storylines you will maybe even have a pay-per-view match like of course my father has a pay-per-view match against clint clouds at this sunday's little tenderness pay-per-view uh and then of course if you want to go all the way all the way to the top then donate thirty dollars over on patreon.com slash fight boys and you will be a jwf champion in no time it's essentially a bribe we don't care we will give you that golden belt and let you run with it to the stars my child but that's only available if you go over to patreon.com slash fight boys boys does have a z and gentlemen i think that means it's time it's time it's time for the greatest professional wrestling organization in the world in birmingham alabama the J. WF and this week is an exciting week boys because we have so much stuff lined up leading into this Sunday's Little Tenderness pay-per-view. Uh we of course have the announcement by Captain Tibbs himself to determine who will become the number one contender to Griffin Clouds' JWF title and face him at this Sunday's pay-per-view. We of course have a match who will determine who faces off against Ratboy Connor. In the finals of the JWF King of the Steel City Tournament, of course, that match later tonight features Scotty Moore taking on Guy Fieri in what's going to be an absolutely fantastic match. And, of course, we get to see the fallout from last week when the Dylan went absolutely berserk, attacking Captain Tibbs, destroying his office, and we'll see what's coming from him. But first, ladies and gentlemen, we need to hear from one of the men in the finals of the JWF king of the steel city tournament that's right we uh we don't know between scotty moore or uh or guy fieri who's going to be there but one man is and that one man is rat boy connor a man who i know i've supported for a long time blake what's your opinion on rat boy he's a pretty cool guy you know what Uh, rat boy i think he's got some he's got some big chops he's got some big claws some big shoes to fill comically like a rat exactly the master of rat foo is here, ladies and gentlemen. He's got a microphone and he's standing in the ring. Let's hear what he's got to say. Yo, what's up? What's up? Where's my rap babies at, y'all? So, it seems that the JWF 
has a little bit of a memory problem going on right now. I said right about now, right about now, old Captain Tibbs is sitting in the back. It looks like he's got amnesia because he decides to make himself a little tournament. A tournament to find a king. And when I heard that dog, yo, I fell out. I fell out. I couldn't help it. Tibbs, is you serious? You spending all this money that you don't have desperately attempting to find a king when, baby, you know the real king has been here the whole time. Because in case you forgot, my name is Ratboy Connor, and I am the king of the rap babies. So whether it's Scotty Moore I'm facing at the pay-per-view or that little lunch boy Guy Fieri, I'm here to tell y'all, this Sunday, I know one of y'all gonna try to step up. And you know what I'm gonna be doing all week to prepare? Rap Boy's gonna be getting himself some coins. That's right, Connor's gonna get him a big old bag and just fill it with every type of coin I can find. Quarters, pennies, dimes, it don't matter. I'm gonna fill that bag to the brim. And then Connor's gonna find himself a fountain. That's right, one of them big mystical bitches with them big titted angels and shit. And Connor's gonna take his entire bag of coins and toss each of them into that magical fountain one by one just to show both of y'all how much I wish a motherfucker would. Because this Sunday, at the little tenderness pay-per-view, you gonna step up and you gonna get stepped on. See you at the pay-per-view, boys. As, as an aside, I would I would like to I would like to uh, to c- commend you on that on the end of that promo because that was actually that was actually a good like like build up to that that was that was well done. Thank you, Rat Boy. Appreciates that shit, baby. <laughs> well, apparently a nice conversation between the Dylan and Rat Boy going on backstage there. Uh, so what do you guys think? No, 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 no. That was, that was, that was, no, no, that was, that was out of, that was, that was me complimenting you, Scotty, for writing that. That was actually, that was actually decent. Also, question. How did I get knocked out of the tournament again? Um, I, How did my character get knocked out of the tournament? You guys- well, you see, what had happened was, last week on JWF War, ladies and gentlemen, the Dylan was in a match, uh, facing off in the semifinals, attempting, uh, attempting to defeat Ratboy Connor himself to make it to the finals, when, uh, of course, his insurance policy, the VWO, were brutally attacked at ringside by the boys known as the BS. Blake Tanner and Scotty Moore came at ringside just attempting to even the odds for Ratboy Connor. And, of course, uh, it led to Ratboy being able to hit a vicious rat attack and pinning Dylan for that 1-2-3. But what was more important, ladies and gentlemen, is what happened after the fact when Dylan took his fist and used it to put down the entire VWO alongside the BS. It was a temporary Fight Boys reunion in the ring, uh, but that reunion did not last long as Dylan delivered a set of double upper dickers to the BS afterwards and ran backstage, breaking into Captain Tibbs's office and completely wrecking shop. I couldn't believe it. Blake, Blake how did you react to the news of what Dylan had done? Um, well, I saw it happen live, and, you know, I I kind of understood it. I saw from where he's coming from, but look, man, property damage ain't cool. Kids, stay in school. Exactly, and of course, uh, we actually have one of our top interviewers backstage right now with the Dylan, and it looks like uh, he's got a few questions. Let's go listen. Hello, 
Honey Pots, Mick, Fist of the North Star here, and I am with Dylan, and Dylan could oh, oh my god! Dylan just laid out Honey Pot with a huge clothesline. He's just slamming his foot into his dick. He's just destroying our lead interviewer. Dylan, Dylan, how could dare you do this? Wait, wait, do, do, do you hear that? Do you hear that? That's the sound of one less bullshit backstage reporter. I'm sorry, I, I just, I couldn't, I couldn't listen to his voice anymore. It was, it was horrifying. Uh, however, luckily, for those of you at home, uh, we found a new interviewer. Uh, one that can actually remember his own name and sounds only slightly less pompous. Me! Here, I'll, I'll even do, I'll even do a shitty accent. Uh, just to, just to keep this entertaining for you all. <clears throat> so, Dylan, last week, you went ballistic. You first-hand destroyed both the VWO and the BS in one fell swoop. Then you attacked Captain Tibbs and incredibly destroyed his office, demanded a title shot, and could you explain these horrifying actions uh, to the audience? Why, thank you, me with a shitty accent. Now, what happened last week was I experienced a, a reawakening. So for the last few weeks, I've been making the mistake of letting the VWO, you know, help me out. I've, I've, I've grown a little complacent. They seem to be having a good time. I didn't really give a shit because I was winning the tournament. But, you know, then that all changed. Then BS got in the way. VWO were incompetent. I'd kind of forgotten that. You know, you'd think, you'd think it'd be hard to forget considering they both look like they bathe once a week and smell like shitty oil. But, you know, things happen. But now, see, I've had this reawakening. I've remembered my goal. My goal to stand at the top of this company. My goal to take the title, hold it high above my head, and yell to each and every person here that I'm going to burn this building down. And I promise you, I won't do it until I'm holding that title. And, you know, after Captain Tibbs rightfully announces me as the number one contender later tonight, I will take that title back. And Griffin, Griffin, you high-pitched-voiced high son of a bitch, let me, let me tell you something. See, I was going to take it easy on you. You know, you've been having your, having your brothers help me out, and I, you know, I, I, looking back on it, that was probably just to lull me into a false sense of security, but... You know what, now I'm, now I'm pissed off, and now it's going to be hard for you. It's going to be brutal for you. See, you're going to suffer. You're going to suffer in the ring. Your brothers are going to suffer. Your dad's going to suffer. The crowd is going to suffer, because they're going to keep looking at you, and they're going to be, God, just stop. He's, he's already dead, but I'm just going to keep kicking the shit out of you. I'm going to kick the shit out of you here. I'm going to wait till they take you to the hospital. I'm going to kick the shit out of you there. But... The main point of all that, besides the fact that I'm making the world a better place through the destruction of the Cloud Clan, is that I will be the new... No, no, I will be the once again and rightful JWF champion. Because, you know, if I've learned anything over these last few weeks, it's that I've never needed anyone's help. All I needed to do is just, you know, have a well-placed upper dicker and the title comes with time. So, uh, yeah, th thanks for your time, Honeypot. Uh, good luck recovering from that. Uh, hope, your, uh, hope your visa gets suspended. Oh Piece my god, shit. Dylan is on a rampage. I think, well, I think his loss last week has done something mentally to Dylan. He's absolutely snapped. Uh, 
mean, that's just par for the course for Dylan right now. I mean, our our only interviewer, I'll be honest, our only interviewer, Honeypot, has been taken out by the Dylan. He has wrecked shop. I, I don't see how Captain Tibbs is allowing this to continue. Not Not only that, but also consider him a possible number one contender. It's preposterous what Dylan's doing. As you can, as you've seen recently, though, Scotty, Captain Tibbs, Tibbs' mind is a little bit addled with the constant inhalation of vape. Of course, the shocking development that happened, I believe, two weeks ago on JWF War, when it was announced that Captain Tibbs is actually in the VWO. Captain Tibbs had been receiving monetary help from the VWO. The VWO had been helping this company thrive. And for that, it almost seemed like Captain Tibbs was going to give this pay-per-view off to uh, Griffin Clouds, not give, like, allow them this time off. But he has, of course, announced that tonight he will announce Griffin's number one contender, and we'll see who is going to face him at the next pay-per-view. Uh, of course, the uh, Little Tenderness pay-per-view, which will be seen by everyone this Sunday on the BS Network YouTube channel. Make sure to check that out, ladies and gentlemen where we're going to see Griffin Clouds face whoever Captain Tibbs sees fit. And, of course, we will see the fi finals of the King of the Steel City Tournament, where Ratboy Connor is going to take on the winner of this match. As Guy Fieri, a man who, I'll be honest, has had a chip on his shoulder in recent weeks, because, of course, we saw um, four weeks ago on JWF War, Captain Tibbs cut out the entire celebrity division of the JWF, firing Guy Fieri and all of the celebrity wrestlers, uh, effectively disbanding a beloved section of JWF history, um, and Guy Fieri did not like that. He inserted himself into the King of the Steel City tournament, and he has gone far coming to the semifinals, but he must face a man who is a former champion himself. He must face a man who is one of the longest reigning JWF tag champions of all time in Scotty Moore. And you know Scotty has a chip on his shoulder against Griffin Clouds just as much. I mean, we've seen what the VWO has done to Blake Tanner, to Scott Moore, Scotty's father. They have absolutely annihilated uh, Scotty's family. And you know he's also going to be looking, looking to try to get some revenge by getting that number one contendership at the end of all of this. What are you thinking, Blake? Why don't you ever ask Dylan the hard question, Scotty? What are you thinking, Dylan? Um, I really, really don't know how Guy Fieri has time to film his shitty TV show and wrestle here. It just doesn't seem feasible. Of course, he's a man of many talents. He's a man of... He gets around. He's a man of a lot of action. So, of course, uh, are you going to say probably Scotty going for this match? But, like, what would be your prediction at the end of this? Uh, I think Scotty's been a lot stronger in the ring recently. Um, as they say, Scotty has been looking strong. Um, so I'll give it to Scotty. <laughs> and of course, uh, I, I, me personally, I have to say Guy Fieri might have the edge here with that. I mean, his entire division, he was fired. Guy Fieri has a family to feed, and with the lack of his division, he lost a lot of money. And so I think a JW, the JWF title may be what he needs right now. And he's willing to fight for it. So you're going on the outlier in the match that you're in. <laughs> Shh, it's okay. But let's get into the match, ladies and gentlemen. Where Oh, Scotty actually opens the match with a big Scotty kick. His signature move, sending Guy Fieri to the ground in an instant. You guys might be right. Scotty took this match very quickly. Goes for the quick pin, but Fieri, oh, reaches up, gets that rope break. Uh, Scotty, that is a, a a very quick mistake Scotty could make. Of course, he uh, 
not being very ring aware, knowing that Guy Fieri could get that rope break. It looks like Scotty... Oh. Now, I think the actions of the VWO in the recent weeks have actually caused Scotty to go a little paranoid. It looks like he's looking around trying to find the VWO because he knows they may come out, they may attack. And it looks like it's allowing Guy time to get to his feet. Now, what do you guys think about this? The VWO, they're not playing mind games with him. Well, they're going to come out at some point. Let's be honest. We It's the VWO. It's all they've done. It is. It's just a matter of when at this point. Uh, Dylan, what, what's your advice in a, a situation like this? Do you just want to focus on that match, or do you need to consider the VWO? Uh... There's really no good option in this situation. You either either focus on the outside interference, get rolled up, or you know you focus on the ring and then probably get you know like low blowed or hit with a chair whenever the refs distracted. Exactly, and it looks like Guy has gotten back to his feet, hit Scotty with a big double axe handle to his back. But I think that's just made Scotty angry more than anything else. Turns around, whips Guy into the corner, tries to go for a big back body drop, but when you're going against a big man like Guy Fieri, you do not want to try to go for that back body drop. Looks like Scotty's actually pulled something in his back, and Guy Fieri's taking advantage of that, slamming those big meaty fists down into the spine of Scotty Moore. I mean, th he, this is absolute destruction, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, Well, as Blake Tanner said, it looks like there they are, the music of the VWO hit, and it's all of them. It's Clint Clouds, it's Griffin, it's Travis, it's the entire Cloud family, and they have come at ringside, and it looks like Guy Fieri is just staring down at them. I mean, could they be here? I know a couple weeks ago they came out and attempted to become Scotty's insurance policy. Do you think that possibly there's an alliance that we aren't aware of? I don't know if we go that far. There's a lot of bad blood between all parties involved. All right. Oh, and I think they just kind of confirmed it as they give Guy a big thumbs up. And it looks like Guy Fieri, actually, the VWO are not here to protect Scotty. They're here to protect Fieri. And it looks like VWO are on the side of the king tonight as Guy continues that onslaught on Scotty. When... Well, it looks like the VWO have someone joining him in the form of the Dylan. After that raging interview backstage, it looks like the Dylan wants some more destruction running out to the ring. And it looks like uh, the VWO are actually begging off the, after what the Dylan did to them last week. You have to imagine that the VWO are terrified in this moment of what the Dylan could do. It looks like they're actually, mm -hmm. looks like uh, Justin has actually got on his knees pleading with Dylan. Guy Fieri even screaming at him, telling him to get out. This isn't his fight. When suddenly, oh, Scotty with a big, beautiful dive, jumping over Guy Fieri and hitting a moonsault on the entire Cloud Clan, taking them out like bowling pins. Ladies and gentlemen, looks like Scotty is here to fight. He and Dylan are taking out the entire VWO together, tossing them out. And it looks like that this is going to be an even fight, but oh. Looks like Guy Fieri's come out. He's screaming at Dylan, telling him to run out, telling him that his this is his match. And, oh, Dylan grabs Fieri, slams him into the steel steps, and that bell rings, ladies and gentlemen. And it looks like, it looks like Guy Fieri is won by disqualification, but that means he moves on. That means we are going to have, at the Little, little Tenderness pay-per-view, Guy Fieri taking on Rat Boy Connor in the finals of the King of Steel City tournament. But, but... I don't know. How could it happen like this? A disqualification? This isn't right. What do you guys think? This is what you get for making a no, uh, making a non-no DQ tournament. Like something like this is bound to happen. Really, it, 
Yeah, the fault really lies classic, on Tibbs. Classic Tibbs, Tibbs not thinking this thing through. Mm-hmm. He, he rarely ever does. Oh, and it looks like Scotty and Dylan are about to get into it. Scotty is not happy with the actions of the Dylan right now. He just lost him a shot at that number one contendership and a shot at becoming the king. It looks like these two are about to come to fisticuffs when suddenly... Oh! It's the music of the captain himself! Captain Tibbs has arrived, ladies and gentlemen, and I think it's time for him to make his decision on who is going to be Griffin Clouds' number one contender, but, ooh, it looks like Griffin actually has a microphone. I think he wants to try to make the decision himself. Tibbs? Tibbs? Don't you see what you've got going on here? Don't you see? You've got the inmates running your asylum. I mean, look at what Dylan just did to me and all of my good brothers. He caused a disqualification in the semifinals of your tournament. The most prestigious tournament of all time. He doesn't deserve a title shot. He doesn't deserve to be in this company. He's got to get fired. You got to do it now. Ooh, I mean, I, I certainly am not a big fan of the Dylan, but I don't know if firing after this would cause anything, but... Tibbs is wearing a VWO shirt. Tibbs may actually be bowing to Griffin's thoughts. He's he's stroking his beard. He's oh, he's got a microphone. Hold on. Well, well, Griffin, my boy, you're certainly right there. Dylan, Dylan did some pretty nefarious stuff out in the ring. Tried to insert himself into the match. Led to a less than favorable outcome. It led to one of our best boys in the ring, Scotty Moore. Losing his shot to become the number one contender and the king of the Steel City. But, uh, listen here, Griffin. Let me, let me remind you. Scotty is the man who you said, not just a few weeks ago, he should be the number one contender. Do, do you remember that? Uh, Tibbs' brain's been a little bit off lately. He doesn't know why. But I'm, I'm pretty sure you said that. And... Well, I've got to take my champion at his at his golden word, don't I? So that's why I think let's make uh let's make things interesting. So huh, next week at our next pay-per-view, it's going to be Griffin Clouds versus Scotty Moore for the JWF title. But you know what? This isn't just a normal world. This is this is Captain Tibbs' crazy coaster. So let's let's add in the Dylan and make this a triple threat. Because if there's anything that the Dylan's just proved, it's that he's batshit crazy enough to deserve a title shot. And you know what else? There's someone that's missing. There's someone important missing in this in this picture that Captain Tibbs is painting out here. Oh, yeah, I know what it is. I know what it is. One of the most deserving wrestlers, one of the most deserving men in this damn company. And let's be honest, we've had too many triple threats lately. So I'm going to add in your best boy, Blake Tanner. He deserves it. He needs it. He's been calling for it. And we're going to have the biggest fatal four-way in JWF history. And it's going to be next Sunday. Griffin Clouds, Scotty Moore, the Dylan, and Blake Tanner. Oh my god, what an announcement from Captain Tibbs. A fatal four-way. 
Easily the four biggest men in this company, Blake Tanner, Griffin Cloud, Scotty Moore, the Dylan, are all going to face off this Sunday for the JWF title, and Griffin does not look happy about this announcement. Uh, what? You're putting me in a fatal four-way after everything I've done? After everything my family has done to you? You do the- You will rue this day, Captain Tibbs. Oh, and looks like Griffin is attempting to get in the face of the, the owner of this company, but oh! Tibbs just shoves him back and grabs that VWO shirt around his chest and rips it off! Exposing the bare, muscly, rippling chest of Captain Tibbs as he screams like a banshee into the audience. Captain Tibbs has gone wild. He is his own man. Oh, truly, the highest maniac is running the asylum. Exactly. And it looks like he's got one last thing to say. Griffin, my boy, if I was loyal to everybody that I owed money to... I wouldn't be a millionaire. <laughs> oh my god, well, what an announcement, ladies and gentlemen. I guess that means the card is set for this Sunday's Little Tenderness pay-per-view. As we are going to have, of course, the final of the Steel City Tournament, wherein we are going to see Guy Fieri taking on the Rat Boy himself, Connor, for the opportunity to become the king of the Steel City and the number one contender to the winner of the Fatal 4-Way that was just announced as we see Blake Tanner take on Scotty Moore, his, his best friend, Scotty Moore, and the Dylan and Griffin Clouds, and whoever wins that will walk out with the JWF champion. And speaking of clouds, there's another cloud on that pay-per-view, ladies and gentlemen, as Clint Clouds takes on Scott Moore in a street fight. Now, that is not for a title. That's not for the opportunity to become king. Those two men have had it at each other's throats for weeks now. So, Blake, when you look at that match, when you have these two men, uh, Clint Cloud, Scott Moore, uh, older wrestlers, of course, what do you think is going to happen this Sunday? Can they pull out all the stops? Would they? I mean, I know they are very vicious competitors. I, I'm afraid to see what's going to happen. I think this might be, um, this might be most, both gentlemen, they might be getting ready to ride off into the sunset, and, uh, Honestly, I think both of them are going to be riding off in a stretcher, no matter what the results. That's right, and of course, uh, Dylan, the king I'm, of the uh, steel. I'm taking, I'm taking, si I'm taking side bets on uh, on whether or not one of them breaks their hip in the first five minutes. <laughs> and of course, we do have the uh, Dylan. What do you think? The finals of the King of the Steel City. You may very well walk out this Sunday as the JWF World Heavyweight Champion. Who would you most like to face? Who would you most fear facing? Rat Boy Connor, or of course uh, Guy Fieri. Well, see, see here's, it's, a, it's a very complicated situation. See, on the one hand, I really want to kick the shit out of Rat Boy because he cost me the King of the Steel City uh, title. But then, uh, you know, on the other hand, I don't really give a shit about that tournament because I'm not in it anymore. Um, and also, I just threw Guy Fieri into a pile of stairs like he was nothing. So he's kind of a bitch, so that might be an easy defense. So it really, really, there's no wrong answer. Okay, and, and Blake, what are you thinking? I think, um, <laughs> I've finally been fucking validated. Thank you very much, Tibbs. <laughs> um, and it's about damn time. I'm gonna go out there, I'm gonna beat some ass, I'm gonna go, and it doesn't matter who the king of the Steel City is, because once I face them, I'm gonna be king. And I just can't wait to be king.
Well, you guys say that, and it's funny. I I, I get it. You guys are kind of looking this at, at this at a uh, from your perspective as a champion, from your perspective as a fighter. I just would like to remind everybody that if you go back in the JWF archives, there is one man who is the reason why Rat Boy Connor is here. There is one man who brought Rat Boy into this company. There is one man that brought Rat Boy to the dance, and Rat Boy hasn't been fully grateful for that. In fact, Rat Boy perfectly ignores him, and that man is Scotty Moore. So guys, in all honesty, if, when I leave this pay-per-view with that JWF World Heavyweight title around my waist, I pray that Rat Boy Connor is the king, and I pray that Rat Boy Connor is that number one contender so I can show him respect for the man who brought him here in the first place. But the only way to find that out, ladies and gentlemen, is to tune in this Sunday on the official BS Network YouTube channel, or of course you can find it on a load of purebs.com. It is the Little Tenderness pay-per-view. You think WWE has some good stuff? Well then, ladies and gentlemen, how about you try a Little Tenderness? So, boys, what did you learn this week? Um, that you really just have an unhealthy obsession with Ryback. I really, I'm, I'm actually scared for you to come and visit now because I'm afraid that you'll just randomly start breaking out Ryback quotes and like I'm just not gonna be able to be seen in public with you. I you should not have mentioned that. You should not have done that, Dylan, because now it's gonna happen. I practiced that song for an inappropriately large amount of time. Listen, what is gonna happen is that his girlfriend's gonna leave him here and then I'm gonna leave leave him as well and he'll just be stranded in Orlando by himself. Yeah. You think that's something that he doesn't know how to cope with, Dylan. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm going to leave him wearing I'm going to leave him wearing a Roman Reigns vest in the <laughs> middle of Orlando. He's going to get beat up beat up before he can make it a city block. <laughs> uh, uh so Blake, what did you learn this week? Um I learned that Hulk Hogan is currently on his way to Dylan's house to go full Japan on his bitch ass. Um and I of course <laughs> learned that we all job down here, Cody. We all job down here. <laughs> That one deserved it. It didn't get enough. It didn't get enough in the moment that it happened. <laughs> you guys didn't play in the space with me. Uh, so Dylan can be found on Twitter at sexychuckyt. Uh, Blake, where can they have find you? Have you continued uh, tweeting at at Chucky T? Have you continued the mission? It's Scotty? been a while. I'll be honest. I've been focusing on. Did you? Other did adventures. you listen? Listen. Did you? Did you tweet him to 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 praise him for his uh, bola commentary? Now that the DVDs are out. Oh no, I didn't. But I need to. Praise be to Chucky e. T. Uh, so Blake, where can they find you on the internet? At Blake A. Tanner on the Twitter. At the Darkroom Vidya. That's V I D Y A on YouTube. Yeah. If you like video games, old video games, and video games. Right. And you can find me on Twitter at Scotty Mo. That's S C O T T Y E M O. You can buy my book on Amazon. It's called Queasel Corp. Q U E Z A L C O R P. Make sure to check out the Queasel Corp podcast on iTunes or wherever all good podcasts are found. Or if you want to find it a little bit easier, just head over to a load of pure BS.com. It's where we have all of the BS network shows from a load of BS to Queasel Corp to the brand new show Opposite Attractions, where me and my buddy Jim Murphy try to design our own theme. Park, and uh, that's all available over on a load of pure BS.com. 
Uh, if you're listening on iTunes or uh, wherever, Stitcher Radio, just make sure to subscribe, rate us, give us all of the commentary we need because we certainly need the improvement right now, ladies and gentlemen. And as always, make sure to find us at a load of pure BS. Com. Buy our merch at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. Find us on YouTube. Donate to the Patreon. Follow us on Facebook. Find us on Twitter, Chuck Taylor. And remember, ladies and gentlemen, when you're a fight boy, you're a fight boy for life.